Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi there and welcome to New Idea Royals, the only podcast that takes you behind the scenes of palace life. I'm Frances Sheen, I'm the editor of New Idea and joining us today is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Good morning, Angela. Hello, Hello. nice to be here. Nice to have you with us. Well, as it's our very first episode, we thought we should kick things off with a chat about the event that has all of Australia talking, the upcoming wedding of Prince Harry to his Hollywood bride, Meghan Markle. Plus, as it's the year of royal babies, we'll investigate what it's like to actually be born into royalty. But first up, let's talk about Prince Charles. Um, He and his wife, um, Angela, have been in Australia for the Commonwealth Games. How do you think they were received overall? Oh, I think we still love the royals, don't we? We love to sort of look at them and what they wear and how they behave and their very posh clipped accents. Look, I think, you know, Charles did a great job at the opening ceremony, but it's the stuff that happened kind of round the outside that I thought was more interesting. I loved seeing Camilla on the um, beach up on the Gold Coast with bare feet. I thought that was absolutely yes. gorgeous. And didn't she have a nice pedicure? Um, but I also thought that what was really interesting is when they did that radio uh, interview and they, uh, Prince Charles was asked about the recent biography. Uh, which which isn't particularly uh, kind to him, no. and you know we heard him say, "Oh, it's a load of crap," and <laughs> um, and surely it's not because Tom Bow is a very uh, established uh, biographer, and I think it's really interesting some of the things that were raised in that biography. Look, they have to come down here for these sorts of events. We're part of the Commonwealth. I don't think that there was a lot of criticism of Camilla and whether she was actually bored rigid. She was reading the magazine. I don't know what it was, whether it was our magazine. or I think whether it, was it was a new pro- idea. You think it was a new idea? <laughs> oh, I think it was possibly the official program, but Either anyway, way. she didn't look particularly interested. Um But yeah, I think, uh, look, we always like seeing them, but uh, are they still relevant? That's the question. Well, yes, exactly. And and what do you think Australia's view of that was after the Commonwealth Games? Were we happy that she was here? Were we, or they were here? I think there were mixed feelings that obviously it leaked out that she doesn't like travelling this long distance. I think we have to remember that these two are 70 Mm. and 69. Charles is um, 70 in November. Look, my parents are that age. They don't, (laughs) it's a a bit of an issue to travel a long time. Um, You know, they have their own lives. If you look at what they do, they pack a lot into their schedule and um, they're pressing the flesh constantly. They're doing things like painting and cooking and and whatnot. It must be tiring factoring in jet lag to that as well. Mm. So, you know, I I think we also have to see it from their point of view. but just with the recent biography, mm. I think that the timing is impeccable because that came out and really Charles has said nothing about it. But some of the things that came up in this biography mm. were incredibly funny. So, for instance, one thing I loved was that apparently Charles came out one morning and there was a bowl of leftover food for him <laughs> and there was cling film over it and he just shrieked, what is that? He didn't know what cling film bizarre? was. How removed can you be from ordinary life and a pantry 
to not uh, know uh, what cling Especially because is... we know that his mum's really into Tupperware. So maybe <laughs> she's been very anti-cling film all his life. And she's recycling in <laughs> yes. the palace at the moment. So you're not allowed straws and things like yes. that. So maybe she hasn't had cling film and, and, and Charles, you know, hasn't had his sandwiches, his Vegemite sandwiches <laughs> wrapped in cling film. But what a revelation. Also, how about the fact that he apparently um, travels with his own bed his own super plush toilet paper, a couple of paintings that show Scottish landscapes, uh, a, a, some, his own linen, a chest of drawers. Imagine if you had him coming to stay. And I think it was really funny. Um, a, a friend of a friend of mine in uh, in England is a television mm. chef and he was having them around oh, for dinner wow, yeah. but apparently Charles has very plain tastes he's very difficult to cook for and you know it's it's all oh. simple things with not many sauces so he's you know he's quite a difficult and pedantic man and I think what came out of this biography is just how old school he is and how mm. much of a difference there is between his generation and between William and Harry. Well talking of uh, William and Harry in the book, how do you think their relationship came across with dad and sons? Well, Tom Bauer obviously spoke to New Idea directly mm. about that and 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 raised the spectre of the fact that it's actually not a great relationship, that while publicly they show, they're shown to be quite supportive of Camilla, there's some deep feelings of, you know, not necessarily abandonment, but that they haven't got a close relationship with their father. And I think you can see this with Kate and William and Harry speaking out a lot about mental health, mm. about emotional issues. They're really in touch with them, their feelings. They want the new generation um, to be able to talk about these things. Charles is known to be quite a stiff and difficult man. Um, you know, we know the talking to plants things. I think he's talked to his plants more than he has his sons <laughs> in his life. And, you know, you saw it at the wed the um, the funeral of Princess Diana. That was a, walking behind the, the coffin. You had two very young boys there. And, mm. I, you know, I don't want to criticise the man because he was clearly in shock. But I'm not sure that it is a, a warm and affectionate relationship. So, uh, no, which is probably a direct result of his own upbringing because he was carted off to um, boarding school. He obviously doesn't have a very... Raised by nannies, yeah. um, off to Gordonston, which um, if you watch The Crown, he obviously hated and, yeah. you know, was one of the worst uh, parts of his life. Um, look, he's not, you know, he's not an alpha male. Uh, he's he's a, he's a tricky and idiosyncratic man. Mm. He didn't have his mother's love. He's not, apparently, according to Tom Bauer, sort of warmly received by his uh, siblings. You know, he's had a nation that he's had to guide through the fact that their beloved Princess Diana died and he moved on to Camilla. So, you know, he does have an image problem. Uh, that said, how would anyone else have coped in those circumstances? You weren't oh. well-parented. You've got a duty. You, you wait for years to to um, assume responsibility for this duty that, you, that you're born mm. into. I can't think it's much of a life. No, and I'm sure that he uh, he's probably wished at some point in his life that he, things were a bit different. Mm. But now there's a lot of rumour that the Queen will be uh, – passing the royal baton straight on to William and skipping Charles as king. Do you think that's possible? It's not possible. Everyone talks about it. Everyone thinks yeah. it would be a great thing, you know, as, as as Prince William gets older and and as does Charles, in fact. It can't happen. Under the 1701 Act of Settlement, it's just Ooh, forbidden. Look at you I know. Look at me with my numbers. <laughs> no, it's just it's, 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 it's not possible. What the mm. Queen can do, and there's been uh, a suggestion that when she gets to 95 that she may – uh, um, she may pass it over to mm. uh, to Charles, but I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to her deathbed as a monarch. Um, the thing is, as the years pass, let's just say the Queen, who's um you know gets to ninety eight, we're going to have 
uh, Charles in his late 70s. Um, He's going to be an old king himself. He won't have a long reign, whichever way you look at it. But um, interesting, I think people would love to have uh, William leapfrog, but it's just not going to happen. And, yeah, and probably William has known that all along, so people can talk about it as much as they want, but Mm. it's not going to happen. So um, talking of... uh, the Prince Harry and his brother. We have this upcoming wedding coming up on uh, at the end of May, um, and there seems to be new details drip fed to us every single uh, week. Uh, what can we actually expect on the big day? Do you think it's going to be as big an extravaganza as Will's and Kate's wedding was? Look, I, th- I think that in terms of tradition and venue, it won't have that sort of grand monarchy feeling mm. to it. But I think in terms of public interest and, and, and sort of um, global excitement, it has it all. It's it's the it's as we said at the beginning, the sort of Hollywood uh, glamour girl, the 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 rebel prince that we all absolutely adore. I mean, this has been the bachelor boy of of the last decade. I think there's going to be monumental interest. I think what's also really interesting is that we are being fed details that Kensington Palace is using their Instagram account to tell us, look, this is the um, yeah. this is this is the woman that's making the cake. This woman's doing the flowers. Mm. There's an almost a generosity of spirit and a willingness to share that certainly feels entirely different to the time that I lived in the UK and Princess Diana and Fergie and people like Mm. that were married and we were told nothing as journalists. You know, it was all kept under wraps. They might have put out a statement about some minor detail. I think this is a very contemporary way of dealing with the media and making sure that in in getting us on side, they ensure our warmth and our um, good intentions, I Mm. think. I think it's a very clever um, PR campaign. As for what it'll be like, I think it'll be absolutely beautiful. Uh, Meghan Markle has closed down her blog, but we know from that blog, the TIG, that she was an incredibly stylish woman. That she's yes. got, she's got sort of, um, she's got that lovely uh, regal air, but she's also got this sort of everyday girl next door. Yes. A girl with chutzpah and and grit, yeah. and I think that's going to be very interesting. Everyone will be absolutely clamouring to see the dress. There will be comparisons, of course, because uh, William and Kate had a very traditional wedding. The dress that Kate wore was very traditional. I mean, nobody expected Pippa Middleton's bottom to go off like it did. In you terms could of the- not have predicted that, <laughs> no. could you? If we were sitting here however many years ago, eight years ago, we would not be saying the star of that wedding is going to be the bridesmaids. No, but it could happen again, though, Fran, because... The woman touted to be her matron of honour, Jessica Mulroney, mm. is an absolutely gorgeous um, a Canadian girl, friend of Megan's, who's tall and slender and very, very stylish. So I think there's going to be, you know, quite a bit of interest in the bridesmaids. Well, they, there is an old adage that the bride should always choose bridesmaids who don't outshine her. So we'll have to wait and see what, what Megan does. Do you think the wedding is being planned by them? They seem to me to be a very hands-on couple. I can't imagine them sitting back and letting the royal courtiers. Very much so. Mm. I think they are heavily involved in it. And I think we saw that when uh, Philippa Craddock was uh, announced as the florist. She talked about how she, they had sat down and had several meetings and that they were, had firm ideas about what they wanted. For instance, they're taking a lot of the greenery from the royal estates from Windsor mm. Castle. Instead of sort of buying in things, it's very much Megan's idea of, of using sustainable uh, greenery, that they're using flowers that are seasonal, so it's not the cost of shipping and that sort of thing. And then very, um, very sweet at the end, those bouquets and those floral arrangements are being given to local charities. So I think there's a lot of thought going into creating a very modern, organic, sustainable, but 
high cost. She wedding. hasn't actually put a foot wrong with anything, any of her choices yet, has she? Nothing. Right, they're inviting at all. local people to come to the wedding. 2,600 people have been yeah. um, given invitations to come and stand outside the chapel. They're going to be given sausage rolls and cups of tea at a cost oh, of $50,000. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I think it's rather lovely because it's, and, and you know what it does? It plays to that notion of the people's princess, yes. doesn't it? That you very Absolutely. much, um, you, you get the public on board. And if you've got the public on board, yeah. you are sorted for, the, you know, you, you don't, it's, it's, Weddings can be so much about the great and the good, the aristocracy, the famous mm. people they know. I mean, they both of them know. Prince Harry knows people from Elton John to Barack Obama, mm. Meghan Markle, obviously, her, her co-stars on Suits. But to have very ordinary people are uh, the people that they actually who who pay their wages to be frank who the ta- you know the taxpayers and the people who uphold them very smart thing to do but also quite heartfelt but you mentioned the cost there mm. uh, how much do you think this is all going to cost because that's always something that gets people offside is how much do taxpayers pay for royal weddings the security the everything how, how much do you think we're going well look at? at this stage the speculation the latest speculation has been that it's going to cost around 58 million dollars that's in um in, in Australian dollars compared with 36 million which was spent on uh well this is you know this is these are predictions Mm. on on Kate and William's wedding the reason being is a lot more security in this setting Mm. obviously they need undercover police throughout the wedding and this is going to be three events so there's the wedding then there's the lunch at uh Windsor Castle and then there's the uh evening in the marquee the marquee itself is half a million uh dollars to to um hire flowers, all that sort of thing. So I think it will blow out. I think the interesting thing will be how much will uh, Megan's dress cost. Mm. We know that Kate's costs 450000 and the speculation that Megan's may go from something around five to 700000 I think it would be foolhardy of her to have a more expensive dress than the heir to the throne yes. or the, the wife of the heir Although to the throne. Although for her engagement pitches, she, oh. uh, she didn't worry about cost. Was it 90000 It was 90000 Gorgeous yeah. dress. But, I mean, that's a lot of money on it. Frock, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I mean, I know they get lent these things by designers, so we we can't always no. But here's that. the thing, um, Fran. So mm. it's come out, and, and Kensington Palace have, have confirmed this that um, Meghan, until she gets married to uh, Harry, pays has to pay for all her own clothes. The moment that she marries him, she comes under the Duchy of Cornwall, and that those oh, right. costs will be met by uh, Prince Charles. But I think what's interesting is that the stylists call these pieces in. They'll call in a selection of dresses, and then when either Kate or Meghan choose to wear a dress, what happens is that that dress is then paid for and the rest are sent back. So there are no freebies. Ah, that's Which is really interesting. I was astonished yeah. when I found that out too because I thought, that, you know, their wardrobes would be full of things. I'm sure they get them at a good rate. But nevertheless, yeah. just, you know, to be above scrutiny, they pay for them. Which is why Kate recycles, I'm sure. She, yeah, yes. Yes. Recycling. Actually, I was um, up in Norfolk, very mm. close to where their um, country houses um, recently. And we went, my friend and I went into this, um, into the second hand shop and there was like, 10, 12 pairs of nude LK Bennett heels and we were all going... Oh, Kate's had That's a clear right. out. Yes. It was like so weird. That's it was it her was favorite honest. shoe. Her favorite shoe is an LK Bennett. No, I'm not the right size, but <laughs> um, but yeah, and they were in good condition, and we were going, Must yeah, be. <laughs> Must be. That's good enough for me. <laughs> okay, so it's babies galore in the royal family right now. Yeah, um, this current generation of new royal babies. How does it differ to the babies born in past generations? Well, friend, the births themselves are very different. So Diana changed uh, history by 
not having babies at home. So as if you watched The Crown, you would have seen yeah. those um, wonderful episodes where the Queen was giving birth and sort of Prince Philip was just looking on from the side and, and you know, th- there was this <laughs> sort of array of staff standing around, but no one really wanted to touch the Queen. So she basically looked to be labouring on her own. Um, Princess Diana was having none of that. She went into hospital, li- into the Lindo Wing, and she was getting all the help she could mm. get. And um, Kate has followed suit. Um, so the babies are born in hospital. She's been very lucky to have seemingly very easy births. We've also got Zara Tyndall, um, babies there too. And gosh, I love these new babies. That uh, What I really like about the new generation of babies is that they're not shielded away. Uh, we know that Kate takes pictures of her own children, the beautiful picture of Charlotte starting school sitting on the steps in her little red coat. She's got a great eye, Kate, and it's a mother's eye that we're seeing come through. Instead of these formal photographs of old, we get these beautiful, lively, gorgeous pictures. We also, we saw at Pippa Middleton's wedding where George was having a bit of a strop and, you know, that was on show. I think there's a much more modern approach to royals. We see... um, the mothers of these royals and the fathers crouch down. We see Prince William holding mm. Prince George's hand. I think that's a much more loving, close-knit family. I think recently when it was mid-half-term, um, what they call half-term in Britain during the middle of the school term, both Kate and William took the entire week off from any royal duties to spend time with their children. Charlotte mm. had just started school. I think it's an entirely different way of uh, raising the children quite different to the Queen, who, as we know, was very hands-off, governesses, nannies. She would go in just before she would go out for the evening in some flash dress with her tiara on mm. and, you know, possibly pick one or both <laughs> of the, or the children's heads. And Aww. and that would be it. There was, you know, there was very, there was very stiff upper lip. Um, and this modern generation, they love their children. You know, Mia Tyndall, Zara's oh, daughter, is amazing. my absolute favourite Well, She's just the funniest kid. She bosses around her cousins. Um, Peter Phillips and Autumn Phillips have two daughters yeah. as well and, and Mia's younger than them but the recent pictures we saw of them at some mm. horse event they were having ice creams and playing games I mean she's just a cracker of she a kid really is. And, and what I love about William too is that when he's asked about George he's very honest he says he can be a bit of a handful at times he doesn't always listen to what I say we never get any sleep like he's he's really a modern he dad is in I that loved way, it, it when he said we yeah. don't get any sleep because everyone's thinking oh yeah they've got all the help and they have one key nanny and mm. people often say oh yeah they must have lots of other help of course they don't have to come home and put on the lamb chops and mash the potato yeah. do they they don't have to do those sorts of things they don't have to put on a load of washing they don't have to fill in the school notes because they'll you know their their um staff will be doing that sort of thing but i think they're very uh purposefully chosen to be loving and connected parents yeah. they they um you know william lost his mother she, he's been through a lot kate um has had a very warm loving family william part of the reason he loves kate so much is because of her her lovely family and this mm. sort of environment um that that her family home exudes out in Bucklebury. And I think they're both of them trying to echo that in their own family and the upbringing of their children. You know, we live in an, a time of great mental health um, issues for, mm. for the young. They've got on board with those issues. I think it's it's really, no, it's it's genuine, it's heartfelt, but it's also clever of them to add their, their names and voices to that. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it's a growing area of concern, but they, they're certainly very much there for their children. And the, we're seeing the affection and 
that we certainly never saw yeah. with those posed photos of, of of the Queen and Prince Philip and their children wearing tweed coats and knee-high socks. And it certainly seems to have softened the Queen a bit, I think. You know, when we saw the video that she did for, was it the Olympic Games? No, the... Um, the, the London the, Olympics. Where, yeah. Where she um, she agreed to um, the Bond yes. scene. Oh, wasn't you, that marvellous? Yeah. And the Corgis and Daniel Craig went in. And I know. I, look, I when I lived in London um, and was reporting on the Royals 20 years ago, you would never have expected that to happen. I mean, yeah. that moment in the London Olympics was absolute gold, not just because she agreed to do it, but because it was all kept secret, yeah. that she really believed in the future of her, her country and really wanted to assist that. I, the other thing I really loved was the recent portrait of her. I think it was last year sometime, maybe the year before, where mm. she posed with all her grandchildren. Yes. And it wasn't just one of those stiff lineups. There was Mia Tyndall holding her <laughs> handbag, which was the <laughs> sweetest little picture. And, you know, the kids didn't look perfect. They weren't all, you know, wearing matching outfits. No. It felt like it was, it, you know, she's they clearly could just be taking themselves. some joy from yeah. being a grandmother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's certainly fascinating stuff. We're going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for your time, Angela, and your insights. Um, And thank you for listening to New Idea Royals. Don't forget you can subscribe today so you will not miss out on episode two. It's going to be a good one as we're going to keep you updated on Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding preparations. You can also check in on Kate and William's growing family. And for daily updates, don't forget you can go to the uh, New Idea Facebook page, New Idea Royals, and we will see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.